0: Alright, alright, alright. You guys ready? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Talking about Father's Day, if you happen to come in a little late, and you didn't get a ticket, or you happen to be out in the restroom or whatever, you didn't get a ticket, uh, uh, we passed out tickets a moment ago, raise your hand if that's you, or stand to your feet either or. Everybody got it? Fathers, that is? Dads, 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 okay. All right, we got everybody. Good, good. Here we, here we are today, not only celebrating Father's Day, but uh, we are here to continue on in a series called Better. And uh, I want to do that today, and we're going to get right into it because I think there's no better way, better, you get it? No better way that, uh, to celebrate Father's Day than to present the Word of God and to help us grow and be closer to God. So I want to talk to you about... Uh, What we're going to be talking about today. And I want to talk to you about a journey of a lifetime. A journey of a lifetime. And that's what I've entitled today's message. Uh, And better, when I talk about better, I'm talking about life in the Word. And when you're living a life in the Word, it's a journey of a lifetime. There's no other journey than living the life in the Word, the Word of God, that will uh, help you and to be the person that God wants you to be and to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish, and it's through His Word. And so we're going to get into that today. We, we, we're going to use the text that we've been using in this series. If you've not been able to be a part of this series or you're new to Church on Move, you'd like to hear this series, you can go online to cotmtyler.org and you can catch it. Uh, the past, uh, not only this uh, series, but the series uh, and listen to the various series from the past. And, and so anyway, today, journey of a lifetime. Proverbs chapter 3 is where we're going today. Uh, we're going to begin with verse 13. It says, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. It's amazing. That word happy there means Blessed. Blessed is the man. If you want a blessed life, then we need to find wisdom. We need to operate in the wisdom of God. So happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better. Say better. Better Better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand and in her Left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. I love that about the Word of God. The Word of God's always pleasant. It's not always comfortable, but it's pleasant. It's not always agreeable with maybe our lifestyle, but it's pleasant. It's pleasant. It's always going to produce something better than what we are living right now. And so we, it, it's always pleasant, and then it says it's, it, all its paths, is peace, and she is a tree of life to those that take hold of her, and happy are all, or blessed are all who retain her. Proverbs sixteen sixteen uh, reflects this. Proverbs three it says, how much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be than cho- choice, uh, to be chosen rather than silver. And so we started, we started this series on the first uh, message, and we've continued on each and every message, making some statements. And uh, when, we, when I talk about living by the Word, I'm talking about living a different lifestyle than the majority of the world. The majority of the world are living a certain way. The Bible talks about that we're not to be conformed to this world, and we'll, we'll, we'll bring that out later, but be transformed. And so we're, we're not to be conformed to this world. This world's normal, what I would call normal. Or normal life, or a natural life, or a fleshly life. It's a, it's a life that... There's just some things that identify uh, the, the, the people that are living that way. And all of us have been there. or if, if not been there, we're there now. And, and I want to I talk to us about a better way to live. About a, a life a life that is different, a journey of a lifetime. And so I want to talk about that, but I want, I want, to, I want to make these statements. First statement I want to make is that, uh, could it be that something more than normal is possible in our life? Could it be? I believe that God defines that for us, that it can be. That there is something better than, than the life that we're living right now. And then there's some, some other statements that I made, and that's this, is that normal is the enemy of better. Why should we settle for normal when there's better? Amen. Why should we accept, oh, it's okay. You know, you've, all of us have done this. Uh, that's good. You know, that, that's good enough. How many you know that it's not good enough if we can do better or have better? Why should we settle for less if God has better? And then secondly, normal is easy. That's why so many people do it. It's because it, you don't even have to try to be normal. You just kind of do what everybody else is doing, just, just follow the flow and, and, and just uh, act like everybody acts and do what everybody else do, uh, does. And, and, and guess what, what happens? It's, it's easy. You just get in the flow of how everybody is. But here's the thing about normal. Normal isn't working. Most people are losing in life. Most people's uh, relationships are failing, most people are unhappy, most people are in bondage in some way or another, they're, they're losing in, in, in their spiritual walk, they're losing in their relations, re- relationships, they're losing in their, their inner, inner uh, uh, relationship with even themselves. They're losing. People are losing. They're struggling. And, and it's because I think many people are just, they're just not trying. You know, you don't have to try to be normal. It's automatic. You gravitate towards normal. You, you, you're going to you're gonna have to be proactive to be abnormal or to be better. Let me put it that way. And so the last, the, with, with that being said, the last statement is this. is Life in the Word is better. And, and once again, we, we're we going to have to seek, we're going to have to seek the Word. You're going to have to get into the Word and see what it says, and then you have to apply that Word and watch it produce in your life. And, and and I love the way that Psalm 112 says this in regards to, and we, you know, we yeah, we will talk to dads for just a moment, but it applies to us all. Psalm 112 says this in verse 1 and 2, it says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commands. Hold on before we go to two. It says, get it it again. It says, blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Not being scared. It's not talking about that kind of scared. It's talking about an awe or reverence towards the Lord. Blessed is that man. And it goes on to say, who greatly, greatly delights in his commands. We're blessed because we delight in the commands of God, in the Word of God, because we want to live our life by God's Word. That Because we don't want to just do what's normal. We don't want to do what's easy. We don't want to do what everybody else is doing. We want to live according to God's principles, God's ways, God's values, His will in our life. Because we want to do that, the Bible says we are blessed. We're different. It's a better life than what we're living today. And then verse 2 says this. Not only does it impact our lives, but it goes on to say his descendants will be mighty on this earth, his children. The decisions that we're making, the lifestyle that we're living, the, decisions, the decision to live by the word of God will also affect the, our children. And you might say, well, I don't have children. Well, if you plan on having children, let me tell you something. You better start doing it now. It says his descendants will be mighty on the earth. It doesn't say if they're alive right now. And for me, I'm thinking about my grandchildren. Uh, His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. I love the way the Amplified brings it out. It says, praise the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed. Well here's what blessed means. Happy, fortunate, prosperous, favored by God and to be envied. That's what blessed means. How many want to be happy and fortunate and prosperous and favored by God and to be envied? So much there's so much blessing on your life life that people envy your life. They want what you want, what you have. They want the peace that you have. They want the joy you have. They want the, they want the good relationships that you have. It says, blessed is this person, is the man who fears. What does that word fear mean? Let's go on to the next uh, one. It says, who fears the Lord. Well, it means with awe-inspired reverence and worships him with obedience. That's what it means to fear the Lord. And it goes on, goes on to say, who, who delights greatly in his commandments. Hallelujah. So therefore, fathers, if you want to be a good daddy, if you want to be a great daddy, if you want to be a better daddy or an outstanding daddy, guess what you get to do? Just follow the Word. Just live in the Word. Just, just delight greatly in the Word of God and to apply that Word into your life. And watch and see if it doesn't produce in your children. And it produces in our children because of a number of different reasons. Is because children watch and they emulate what they see more is caught than taught it's not this whole idea is that uh do as i say not as i do it's do as i do and as you do as i do you're going to have what i what i'm having and and I remember as a as a young uh young father, a young dad, and I was a single dad for a few years, about six years before I met my my lovely wife, and I, I was raising my son and and uh just uh just loving God, living for God, raising him up in the admonition, nurture the Lord, just nurturing him in the things of God. And and, and there was times that I had to adjust my life because uh because I wanted him to follow my example. Paul says, follow me as I follow the Lord. And I remember going early in the morning one time, going and popping a Coke in the morning and drinking it. And what my son says, I want one of those. And, and I've, I've, I've always taught my son, do as I do. Not just as I say, but do as I do. And that's tough, folks. Folks. That's tough, that because you're going to have to be doing the right thing. You're going to have to be living by the word. So I always taught him, do as I do. And, and he says, well, you're doing it. And I said, son, from this point on, I'm not doing this. And, and, and that's just a fact. And let me tell you something, the same happened with coffee. I didn't want him drinking coffee, so I quit drinking coffee. Now, here's the deal. I still don't drink coffee, but he does now. <laughs> When he got old enough, he started drinking it, all right? But the point being is this, is that I want him following my example. So they learned that away, but I believe there's something, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, there's something supernatural that takes place when we're living by the word. And whether they're around or not, whether they're seen or not, that there's spiritual laws that go into effect that affect our children just because we're working the laws of God. Because we're working God's Word in our life, it it impacts our children. And so I'm telling you, there's a lot to learn here just from Psalm 112, verse 1 and 2. And we need to get hold of this and apply it to our lives so that we see our children blessed, prosperous, being who God wants them to be, let's live this out in our lives. And let me tell you, it's it is a, it's a it's a journey of a, of a lifetime. And there's a few reasons why that I want to give you today. Number one, first of all, it's relational. It's relational. It, it there's you know God created us for relationships. I can tell you, life you can have everything going for you. You can have all the money in the world. How many has all the money in the world? Not a one of us in here, right? But you could be wealthy, you could be, uh, what's that term, filthy wealthy or something, I don't know. I, uh, what is it? Filthy rich. filthy rich. I knew it was something like that. You could be filthy rich, and you can be able to buy anything and everything, but if your relationships are bad, life stinks, man. It's bad. Isn't that right? I mean, it's bad. But I'm going to tell you, you, can, you cannot have two nickels to rub together. And your relationships be awesome on this earth, and life is great. And I'm going to tell you why. Because God created us for relationships. First of all, relationship with him, and relationship with one another. I think that's why the enemy works so hard against relationships. I think that's why he, he opposes relationships so... Uh, So badly is because he knows that it's something that God created, and that we're created for relationships. And and so you know, when relationships are good, then life is good. Let me tell you something: living in the Word and by the Word will make your relationships better. It makes them better. So let me share. Let me just share a couple of scriptures with you, and then we'll we'll get into. just some other thoughts in regards to that. Uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 through 7, it says, This is the message which we have heard from him and, de- and declared to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, what does it mean to walk in darkness? It means to walk outside of the word of God. We lie to ourselves and do not practice the truth. So when we're practicing the truth, we're walking in the light. When we're walking in the light, we're in fellowship with God. But when we're walking in darkness, in other words, walking outside of the truth, and then we're not in fellowship with God. Because the Word and, the, and God cannot be separated. He is the Word. So when we're walking with, the, with and in the Word, we're in fellowship with God. you get it? And so they, it's relational. It's relational when we're walking by God's word. When we're daily getting in the Word of God and listening to it by podcast or reading it through uh, the written word or in on your, one of your devices, we're we're having fellowship with God through the Word. And then when we're living it out, when we're just absolutely just walking it out, we're walking in fellowship with God through His Word. It's awesome. Verse 7 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Notice this. We can't even truly have good fellowship with one another without walking in God's word. And so we've got to do that. And, uh, and, and, and let me take you to uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 through 6. It says, now, by this we know that we know him. How can we know that we know him? Because we keep his commands. It's relational. It's relational. Please get this. I I want you to grab hold of this. It's relational. And he who says, I know him and does not keep his commands is a liar. God doesn't pull any punches, does he? He's a liar. The truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him or is matured in him. By this, we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. And so, you know, we ought to be in, in our, our pastoral small group that we have on Sunday mornings. Uh, one, of, one of the things that was brought out is that we ought, to, we ought to, when people see us walking our walk in our daily life, that they ought to see us, uh, when they see us, I'm sorry, they ought to see the word being walked out. And when we're walking, they're seeing the Word, they're seeing the Word being lived out and walked out. They're seeing, they're seeing us, and when they see us, they're seeing God's Word being walked out in our life. and, and, and we're to be like Jesus here on this earth. And Jesus was the word walk, walk, being walked out. First uh, John chapter five verse three says, "For by this, the love of God uh, by." For this is the love of God, that we keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. I love that. God's word is not burdensome. It's a blessing in our life. It's a blessing. The flesh may not like it, but I'm telling you, it's a blessing in our life. And so, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on in life. And all of us have stuff that's going on, and, and uh, you, you have all kinds of oppositions. And, and I'm going to tell you... Uh, that when you're living by the word worser there's no such word but it is today (laughs) worser is better in that in in that even though it looks worse God's going to turn it around for the better if you'll just live it by the word the Bible says that he'll work all things out for our good and he'll, he'll make those things that are bad and he'll make those worser things better in our life because we're walking it in the work. With God, there's no worser. I'm, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what we're going on in life. I was talking to my sister the other day and, and I was just telling her the greatest time in my life was the worst time in my life, all at the same time in my life. It, I said it, it was. It was. It, I go back and I, and, and and it was the worst time, but it was the best time at the same time. And the reason is, is because I drew close to God during that time. I drew close. Now, for some people, I've seen people during bad times that it just gets worse for them because they don't turn to God. But I'm telling you, the, the, the best time of my life, which was the worst time of my life, was when there was a child custody that was going on, and I pressed in to hear from God. I pressed in to get into God. I pressed in to hear from God what God had to say concerning this situation because everything said, all the lawyers, judges could, said that I wasn't going to have custody of my son. And that was the biggest battle in my entire life life. And it was a battle that God gave me victory in. Right. And I had the privilege of being able to raise my son and, and what an awesome relationship that I have with him still and with now with my daughter-in-law my grandchildren. Because it's always better to live by the word. Right. And I chose to live by the word and raise them by the word. And so your worser can be better. Amen. And so, first of all, it's relational. Secondly, I want you to understand that it's trans, trans, uh, transformational. I, I put that up there. I did that, and I can't even remember how to say it. It's transformational. It'll transform your life when you live by the Word. Transform means that it takes, it takes your life in how it is, and it makes it totally different. The word transform, uh, uh, the Bible talks about, as a uh, matter of fact, I'll just bring it up to her for you. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 the Bible says don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable and the perfect will of God. And so that word transform means metamorphosis which means to, to like a, uh, taking that caterpillar and changing into a butterfly. God will take your life the way it is all messed up and mine was messed up. I'm telling you messed up. I'm telling you, messed up. Some of you look at some of your lives and you think your life was messed up. Mine was pretty messed up. It was pretty messed up. And it was messed up and God transformed it into the life that I now live. And it took, it took a process. And that process is not even over. It, God's still transforming. And so as I continue to live by the word, it transforms my life. It changes it. It changes it from what, where I was before, an alcoholic, a druggie, a, you know, all these, uh, just a sinner. You know, I didn't know church. I knew sin. And I was good at sin. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And I was good at that. And God transformed it from being a good sinner to a good saint. And it was his word that has done that in my life. It's not what I could do on my own. I can't do it, I can't will it into my life. Well, I'll come to church when I get better. Good luck. Good luck doing it on your own. Go ahead. You ain't, you're never going to get there. You might, you might do okay for a little bit, but I'm telling you, you need the Word to transform you. You need to live in the Word of God. You need to be taught the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the Word. You need the Word being impacted, or imparted in your life to impact your life. You need that Word. And let me tell you, over 30 years, almost 30 years this September, I've been serving Jesus Christ with all my heart, with all my might, and I just will not miss church. I just don't. Now, no condemnation if you have, if you do, or whatever. I'm not condemning you. That's my conviction. In 30 years, I have not missed any church. Period. I just haven't. I just don't. That's my conviction. I'm not trying to push my conviction on you. And as long as I have breath, I'm going to endeavor to make that my goal. That till Jesus comes, I'm going to be in church. Amen. Amen. And please, do not feel condemned. I'm not trying to do that. I've got certain convictions. I'm, I'm a, I just do. I do. And that's for me. I'm not pushing it on you. But I am here to say that that's the thing, the very thing, one of the very things that has helped transform my life and changed my life. My mother just turned 75. Yeah. And uh, I surprised her with a, uh, asking all my siblings come from, from, I have some from New Mexico, some from San Antonio, and, and we just had a, a surprise gathering of, of my siblings, and, and uh, I had a few nephews and nieces that were able to make it, and so we just came together and surprised her, and, and, uh, and, and we got to sitting around and just talking about, about our journey in the Word, our journey with Jesus, our journey with walking with the Lord. And it was a tremendous, tremendous time because we got to look over history and see how God has taken where we were and transformed us into who we are today. A a journey of a lifetime. If you want to see, I've known people for 10, 20 years that they don't look any different than they did 10 or 20 years ago. There's been no transformation. There's been no change to speak of. If any change, it's gotten, it's gotten worse. There's that word again. Put it in the dictionary, all right? It's gotten worse. But we, got to, we just got to s- sit around. And you know what God does whenever we're talking? We did this this morning with our small group we 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 were talking about Jesus and all these things and, and God the Bible says he's writing it down when we're talking about him. He's sitting there with a, a a journal and he's journaling and he's talking about how we talk I mean how we're talking about him. And 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 let me tell you something. The other day when we were celebrating my mother's 75th birthday, Jesus was just sitting there journaling. They're talking about me. They're telling this about me. They're doing yeah. And let me tell you, what a journey. It's been a great journey. Even when, when, when our darkest days, God can turn into our best days. And, and I can tell you, there's other people's lives that cannot say that. Not the normal people. You're abnormal. Uh, somebody's texting me. Who's texting me? Seriously? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, it wasn't any of y'all, I was just making sure. Should I return it? No, I better not, because I don't want you doing it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let me give you the last point that I want to make. It is supernatural. Living by the word, living by the word is supernatural. It's not natural. It's not normal, it's supernatural when we live by the word. the Word of God does it there's laws in, there's laws that work there, the Holy Spirit complements it the Holy Spirit enforces it, so god's working as we're living out the principles of God and the values of God and the the the, the purposes of God and the will of god and the in the and living by faith and, and and then then it begins to supernaturally. Set things into motion for us. It's pretty awesome. And so I want you to see in John chapter 6, verse 63, it says, It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. There's no profit in being natural, normal. Normal. Let's all go do this. It's like, do, 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 do. Listen, you know, anybody can do that. Abnormal. God called us to be supernatural. He says, oh, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak, they are spirit. They're not just any book. This is not just, this is not just any book. It's, it's spirit. And it's life. It's life giving. It changes lives. One, one, one word from God's word can transform your life forever. You'll never be the same. It'll it'll transform you. We already talked about that. Take your life for it. If you don't like who you are today, if you don't like the way you are today, then get in the Word. Let it get into you and to sink in and begin to put it to practice in your life and begin to walk it out and watch and supernaturally watch it change your life. And I've lived my life like this, in a variety of different ways, the, the whole principle of sowing and reaping, that how I, I sow my life, I'm, I'm, again, my children, my children. Let me bring, let me bring, a, I love this out of the New Living Translation. Let me bring you a scripture here uh, in Psalm 112 again, verse 1 and 2 out of the New Living Translation. Let's look at it here. It says, praise the Lord, how joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Verse 2, their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed because of our life of sowing into the word and sowing the word into ourselves and sowing the word into our children it causes our children to be successful everywhere let's live the word you know i've lived my life this way because i'm very mindful of i'm very mindful of how I'm living my life. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. We'll look at verse 19. We're going to not read the rest of it even though I may have it on uh, up there just letting you know, Sheila. It says, I call heaven and earth as witness to, witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Let's go to the next one. Therefore choose life that you, both you and your descendants, may live. The Bible says that we have, our choices will determine the outcome of our children. How we conduct our life. And, and, and the way that we conduct our life will determine the way that we impact our children's lives. And you may not have children. You may not even be married today. But I guarantee you, as a believer, I would be sowing good seed right now. So that when your children do show up on the scene, they are set up for success. Success. And, and I'm always thinking this way. I'm always thinking, "What am I doing? How am I going to, you know, how am I acting? How's it going to impact my son? How's it going Im- to now my grandchildren, my my grandson, my granddaughter, and my unknown gender one yet because we don't know what it is yet. It is a he or a she. It is one or the other. And us, and it affects our our. I actually my spiritual children my. It affects us. And so I'm thinking, how am I conducting my life? I remember, I remember, I I, I just, learning this principle early, 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 early on. I thought, you know, I want to be a, I always want to be a heavy influence in my son's life. Always, always. He's 33, be 34 in just a few months. And I, I feel like I'm still a heavy influence in his life. And it's because I've sown, and I've sown, and I've sown. I've always wanted to be an influence in life. And I remember one, one time getting involved in children's ministry. Until I came to pastor, I was involved in children's ministry. And I remember, I, I, I mean, I was this straight guy. Even when I met Bobby and Vicky, I was pretty straight. Not a, you know, I was always serious. And, and really, honestly, I was a pain in the butt. I don't know how you guys put up with me, all all you that been with me for a long time. I mean, I was just, I was not, I was not always the nicest person. And so, thank you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for believing in the Word of God working in me that it was going to transform me. Okay, thank you, thank you. And so, so, but I remember, I remember getting involved in children's ministry, and uh, we ha- we were under this uh, children's pastor who was just crazy, man. He was crazy you just never knew what he was going to do. And my first day, my first day of being involved in children's ministry, and the reason I got, may have been a little selfish, but the reason I got involved in children's ministry is because there's going to be times when I couldn't be with my son. And I wanted to make sure that, uh, that there, would always be there, so there would always be somebody there for him. So I was sowing in other children's lives. And so I sewed, 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 sewed until I came to pastor. I'm still sewing because we still have a huge heart for children's ministry. But I kept sewing, 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 sewing so that when my son needed somebody and I was unable to be there, there was always somebody there for him. And I remember the first day, here I am, this straight guy, serious guy, and Pastor Rod Baker, if he hears this, we bless you, sir. We bless you in the name of Jesus. First day, he dresses me up in a full-body costume called Tuscalina, the dancing ballerina. <laughs> once a month, once a month, Tuscalina, the dancing ballerina, would come out, and while they uh, played some song, the and there was like two to three hundred kids. We had it was a, it was in a mega church, and. Um, my responsibility was to come and do ballerina. I have, I have no rhythm ballerina. And so I had to, you know, I know, I know. And so I had to, all the way down the aisle, dancing in this, in this on the, my first day, in a, in, my, in a tutu. It had a tutu on. It was pink. It was pink. But I did it. And I sowed, and I sowed, and, and let me tell you, I'm still, I'm still, anytime the flesh wants to do something contrary to God's word, and I'm not saying I've hit it 100% all the time, I, I may fall down, I may fall down, but I get up quickly, I am, I am, if I fall, I am quick to repent. There's a difference between uh, uh, a, a time of weakness and doing some, a piece of stupid than, and, and, and practicing sin. Okay, practicing sin is just, and when you know better, it's just, it's just rebellion, and there is consequences, I feel for you. But when you fall down, you can just quickly repent and get right back up and get, get going. Amen? You understand? And so when I'm been tempted, I think about my son. I think about my grandchildren now that, now that I'm older. And, and I do think about you guys, and I do think about our church, because I don't want to impact you in a negative way. Because I know that my life in the word is supernatural and it's going to produce fruit. It's going to produce results. And so folks, fathers, you want to be a great father. Mothers, you want to be a great mother. Guys and gals, you want to be a a great Christian. Then live by the word. It's the better way. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today.